This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on Of Mice and Men and Monsters. Bertram, forget about cleaning. We got some work to do. I have a fun adventure for us today. You guys want to find some treasure? Robin and Marion said like I could have whatever we found, and there's rumor that it's just the stockpile of some cool magical shit that I can resell. On this little s- small piece of paper, you see tall tree, spyglass shoulder, Bearing a point to the north of north-northeast, Skeleton Island, east-southeast, and by east, ten feet. Crusoe bumps your shoulder, Penny. There's an area of the island that I'd like to show you if you, if you want to go on a walk tomorrow. Sounds fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> he asked her on a date. Penelope? <laughs> I, need, I need to process this. You make it to the top of the hill, and you feel like you just sprint down and touch this tree. In the blink of an eye, the skies above you darken. The rain is so thick, the droplets coming at such a torrential manner that you have a hard time even seeing the tree. We have to find shelter real quick. Can you two see anything up there? Bertram and Penny, would you roll survival? I've been in one of these rains. It's a thing. End of summer rains. It's like just one last like gasp before it finally gives way to the much better autumn. Absolutely. Uh, I, ro- I got five. So, you know, not very survivy. Twelve. <laughs> so, Bertram, your eyes scan, scan, scan. And you can see this small outcropping of rock uh, just off to the left. Would you allow me to cast a... How large is a mage hand? Like the actual hand itself? Yeah, is it like a big spectral, like massive, like giant hand? I've... You know, I I don't think like it's a bigger hand than normal. I think it's just the size of a normal hand. Oh, it is? Yeah. I, I, I always in my mind was like mage hand is like this massive hand. Wait, do you think like it's like, you know, a big ass like Mickey's hand, like big old glove or, you know, 
hamburger helper like kind of like rising yeah. up exactly. hamburger helper kind of yeah i did it, that's why the size in the, in of it would be like episode. the size of your hand it's your hand basically uh, that's so but for, funny. for for oh, for that's our not own, as cool no now it's canon now that it is a hamburger helper hand that yes the, it the, has I, a face and every regular size I thought, oh my God, it has a face, please. I thought it was like massive and I could have it like over us, like uh, some kind of makeshift umbrella that's kind of covering us. But I thought it was big. I thought it was like the size of like a like my body. Also, you were going to use it as an umbrella, like this huge ass magic hand just to cover us from rain. <laughs> like I'm a mama bird spreading the wings. <laughs> that's so funny. You know, in the last episode when I had the, the mage hand like waft that kind of fart of fog, I was thinking giant, like that's why, yeah. <laughs> big fan was like casting this thing, but we wanted like you to have that. Hand. We wanted you to have that, so yes. we said it happened. Okay, sweet. Okay, so it I mean, should I just cut all this? <laughs> is, I mean, or is the mage hand doing this? Or is well, this the mage hilarious? hand is just covering you right now. The mage hand is hovering over Perf- your head, covering perfect. your head. That's all Bertram really cared about. Is it Bertram? Oh, do you how- see anything? I can't see a thing. Hold on, let me let me do uh one, two, three, or four. Okay, fourteen, I'm good. <laughs> for that mage hand. Wait, real quick, I I need to nail this down for future to make it canon. How big is this hand? The size of your hand of the size of Bertram's hand. But so it's, it's just, just like it's, dude, a mitt. it's just like a visor. It's just like a visor. Yeah, but it's a mitt. Like a bar- so at least like, like the the space in between the fingers would be fatter, right? Because it, it okay. looks like I'm I'm in my hand now. It is the hamburger helper hand, but it's just the size of of your palm. So small. Oh man, that's super lame. All this these years of playing D and I thought a mage hand was massive. <laughs> I thought it was a giant floating spectral hand. Yeah, that's lame. Anyways, um. Yeah, I, I look over. Uh, I'm, I'm looking around uh, with my with my survival twelve. Yeah, you you see a small outcropping of rock uh, that you guys could you fit so under to the left by the hand. You missed her saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yeah, yeah fo- follow me. Follow me. And I start kind of uh, walking over uh, towards those uh, nearby rocks to try and get underneath it. You do that. It, the the four of you are able to huddle under these rocks, uh, and you see, you see, uh, Millie, kind of just wipe off her own hands, uh, gather a few things from her bundle, and she's like, "This will this will do for kindling." And she kind of like puts it down towards the entrance of the outcropping, and then just like lights it on fire. This will keep us warm at least, right? Well, there's no going out in that. And there's no use just sitting here in silence. And there's no use in watching you two make eyes at one another the entire time. So Penny immediately looks at the floor. (laughs) Oh, to be young. So why don't we play Would You Rather? You guys want to play some? Oh, boy. This sounds dangerous. I'm in. Okay. Come on, Bertram. Fine. You'll be great at this game. It's about it's about choosing uh, things, uh, bad things out of worse things. You'll love it. Or it could be good things out of better things. I mean, sometimes. Oh, it's, yeah. It's whatever ha- she says. Yeah, it could be it could be happy. Um, OK, OK, OK. <sighs> Would you. Rather. 
save or drown? Oh, that wasn't too happy, was it? Great question. Hmm. No, 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 no. That wasn't a good one. That wasn't a good one. Okay. I, th- I think drown. Oh, are we moving on? Oh, Never mind. I mean, no. Yeah, let's, let's. Sorry, I, I guess that was a bit on the dark side. Do you, I mean, we can do it to I mean, I, ca- I can't drown, so I guess. So choose that. Burn. Because then you don't die. Yeah. I mean, remember when I fell off your boat, Millie? I was just in the water, but it was, I was not. Oh, yeah. I was not that worried. was hilarious. That was so oh, funny. Yeah. Okay. Oh, fascinating. <laughs> that was. That was very interesting. Yeah. It's a good thing you guys had a good guide with you at that time. Okay. Wow. And uh, Crusoe just, uh, like, kind of chuckles to himself. I'll go. I'll go. Um, by the way, uh, drowning, because I just can't imagine being burnt at the same time of fumes going in. No, thank you. Okay. Mm-mm. Would you rather get a tattoo of Eowyn's face on your butt or get a tattoo of would you rather get a tattoo of Awen's name on your chest oh definitely face on butt or I'm not surprised I'm just saying that I can like at least have time to explain it before someone might see it though I guess how many people are seeing my chest here's the thing if I could in uh, integrate the name Awen into maybe a lyrical poem that is on my chest. This is uh, when I saw a cloud float by, <laughs> then I feel like I go with the name for sure. So really it's just context. And, and bad spelling too, but totally. I, I, yeah. I, I really respect that. But that's a funnier story. I don't know. That's my go-to. Bertram? I mean, I suppose... I guess you can't get a tattoo. I mean, I'm just metal. Maybe a dent? You can... All right, let's not get offensive. I could uh, have some kind of markings <laughs> and stitching. I mean, I do have some kind of uh, etchings and markings already, like kind of for flourish around the edges. Um, Wait, can I see? Yeah, and I, I, I kind of hold out. If I'm wearing a cloak, I, I, like, if I'll lift up like, my sleeve and show my arm. I think the idea is, I've never really had the opportunity to talk about that much, but I think the idea is that when I was made, there's like kind of like inlaced kind of like gold, kind of like, um, like that kind of pops on, like the otherwise like it'd be a completely like black steel. There's kind of like where they're m- m- mended together or whatever, uh, welded together. There's like kind of gold patterns very slightly along like the edges. Wow. You're really beautiful, Birdie. I know, and so putting Awen on that would just ruin the thing, but Um, his face on my posterior, (laughs) wait, posterior, or what's what's that word? Yeah, yeah, posterior. Posterior. Yeah, I think that would be. Posterior, that's Mm -hmm. too lowbrow. I mean, his name, I do like your idea about putting it there, but then maybe forming the word into uh, an image, or, or maybe I could add letters to it later that make it say something else. I do like that. I, I, I think that would be uh, the lesser of the two evils. And Millie pipes up. I mean, I already... See, when you're a tabaxi like me, you can get tattoos and then the fur grows over it. And so I actually am covered in tattoos. You guys just don't see a lot of them. You know, sailor's life and all. 
And I do have something tattooed on my butt, uh, but... Well, Millie. What? What is it? You're the it? sorority sister I always wanted, Millie. Aw. You don't have to show it to me. That, that would not be a proper... You see her already, like, ask. standing up to, like... <laughs> to oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm having, like, move tufts of hair out of the way to see, like... Oh, why are you touching them? No, why I'm she... just joking. I'm just joking. What, what is it, Millie? What, what's, what's beneath that fur? Oh, and she, she, uh, she, she's like, yeah, I guess this isn't the time. But, and she starts to buckle back up her pants. So it relates to, so all tabaxi have like a full name that they're given by their family at birth. Um, and then they develop just shortened versions of it. And really those who are family get to know the name. And so a lot of my shipmates know, the, know the true name. Um, but it, I feel like I really, I don't know, I've gotten to know you guys, and I trust you, and we've been through some hard stuff, so I feel fine sharing this with you, uh, but my, my full, my, my tabaxi name is uh, Twinkle Toad Chameleon, Millie for short, uh-huh. which is also why if I had a familiar <laughs> they they had to show up as a chameleon. It fits. What a unique and interesting name. Why, thank you. It's you my know, jellical cat name. <laughs> you know, Millie, I, I don't, I've never told you this, but I have also told, I've, I told Awen and, and Penelope before that Bertram mm. is just a shortened version of my longer name as well. Really? What is it? It stands for bioengineered robot tailored to respectfully assist the master. And they shorten that down to Bertram. Oh. So we're like you and I. You know, except for the rear end tattoos. I mean, it's not too late, Bertie. And I really like Bertram. So I'm going to continue just calling you Bertram um, and not that whole, that whole deal. Same for you, Millie. And Millie points at you, Bertram. Your turn. Um, would you rather serve or be served? Ooh, uh, Bertram, that's a good one. I, th- I think I'm just going to go along with how I was raised, and that is, I, I would rather serve. I, I, I don't, I don't like the idea of, I guess there, there's a part of me that doesn't like owing anybody anything, but I don't know. There's just the times that I have been giving to other people, I just, it feels better. It feels good. Yeah. Especially if I have choice in it. Yeah, Bertram, like, nods. Kind of like just respecting that that answer from Millie. And that that was uh, that was Crusoe. That was Crusoe. Sorry, I didn't make it. I didn't make it. I didn't make it masculine enough. <laughs> I removed that. Their voices are too similar. I know. I'm trying to make Millie more upbeat, and then Crusoe more. I <laughs> flirty. I don't know. Then on on uh. 
uh, on that, on, on Crusoe's answer and kind of nodding and liking the answer, I would look to Millie and just say, all right, I'm starting to see it. <laughs> she gives a small smile. So embarrassing. Like, the most embarrassing. I'd, I'd have to say... And this is Millie now. <laughs> I, I, you know, I agree with Crusoe. Because I just, I don't know, I've never, I've never really been served in that way, maybe in an obvious way. And it just seems foreign to me. I don't know. It just, maybe it's because I just don't know what that would be like and it's weird. Uh, I've just worked for a long time and worked for others and I've liked it. it I, I, I like feeling useful. So yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather serve. Penelope. I don't like this one. Well, isn't that part of the game? Oh, would you prefer the burning or drowned one? You didn't hesitate on that one. That was easy. This isn't. What do you mean, easy? Oh, it's easy. It, it, you don't get to choose your own death, so you just throw it. It's, it was easy. I, this, I don't like this one. It's a simple question, Penelope. Serve or be served? Well, I had to serve my entire life, and it was terrible. All I, had to, I looked into the windows, and I worked around, and I poached out of the houses of the people who were served, and it looked amazing, but they all looked trapped as well. I choose neither. I don't want to be served. I don't want to serve. I want to be free. And you want others to be free, too. Yeah, whatever they want. Millie nods appreciatively. Wow, I way to find the third way through it, Penny. I, I didn't even think of that. Well, a, a, another word for that is cheating, but all right. <sighs> Penny, how about you? Would you rather be wholly or like totally yourself, or completely someone else? Is anyone else, or someone in particular? Anyone else? Absolutely, anyone else. Crusoe kind of like raises a hand. Do we do we have to name who we'd want to be? Only if you want. Maybe describe them. Okay. Millie sits up straight. Okay, I'm gonna take a page out of Penny's book. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna. All right. Fine. Call it that. I if if I don't want to be who I am now. I want to be who I'm working towards. I'm, I was working for this longest time to be the captain of my own ship, and it just all of a sudden, blah, it was like thrown on me. You guys saw that happen. And I'm not quite that person who I thought I would have more time to prepare, but I, I want to be that, that version of the captain of the Pequod that, that has earned it, that, that is confident that it is supposed to be there. And, Right now, I'm not that person, and I'm kind of ready to be done with this in-between, uncertain, trying not to have a mutiny stage, you know, just doubting myself. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to be, 
I'd like to be that version of myself that I'm working towards. Don't want to be who I am now. Hmm. I think you're on your way there, Millie. You'll get there. She just uh, looks down at the fire and you see just this, this determination, this, this hardening of her eyes. Her eyebrows slightly like furrow. But she doesn't seem unhappy. Crusoe? There's a lot of people I've come across and I thought, man, they, they have, they've got it down or they've, they've got a cool life. And I don't know, this past month, it's been crazy. Being in jail and just helping my mom and, and, and Mary inform this, this band and everything we're fighting for. I think I'm exactly where I need to be with who I need to be. Yeah, I think I'm cool being Crusoe. Just Crusoe. I spent so many years wanting to be someone else. And I don't know. I I think once you've been loved by someone completely because of who you are, why would you want to be anybody else? And as that, that settles in, you know, for, for everybody listening to Bertram's words, you notice that perhaps in the conversation it had been there. You, you don't hear it end, but you just notice all of a sudden that the sound has been different outside. And looking just outside of the, the outcropping, you see that the, the rain is gone. The torrential downpour has conveniently, such a plot device, ended... Um, and just the water droplets glisten on every surface. And just peeking around the corner, you see that tall tree. will be answered. Dear leaders, oh, I see. Here's the curtain. Here he comes. Um, dear, le- dear leader, is it, um, is it, oh, sorry, sorry. Um, dear leader, is it, uh, well, he, he gave me these, um, inspired, well, he more yelled them through the bathroom door at me. Uh, these inspiring words. Um, friends. Half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Hey guys, so you did not hear my typical opening. Instead, you got to hear a rendering from one of our very own listeners. And it's a cool little bonus feature that you get if you join our Patreon. So if you would like to hear yourself at this mid-roll in any which way you'd like, saying... (laughs) friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears, then join our Patreon and you can, yeah, hear yourself here. Uh, Also, there are some other cool aspects of our Patreon other than just interacting with us, interfacing with us on a regular basis on our Discord, 
Also getting to hear some exclusive content like the after show hangout where we kind of take a peek behind the scenes and you get to hear all of our goofs afterwards too. But we'd love to see you on Patreon. Join the fun. You are missing out if you're not there. And I would love to give a huge shout out to one of our newest patrons, Stan Sitzman. Welcome, my man. Uh, If you are not planning on joining the Patreon or you're already there, I would also like to invite you to do something very quick but very helpful, and that is to give us a rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast. It takes just a few moments to click however many stars you'd like to give us and maybe one or two minutes to leave a review. And today I would love to feature one of those said reviews. This one comes from a user by the name of Jeremy and Jeremy says I just started listening three days ago and I've flown through 30 episodes with no desire to slow down this amazing trip through giants and classic literature is great for both the experienced TTRPG fan or fans of great stories with no RPG experience the master teacher does an amazing job setting the stage for growth in each of the members of the party while leaving you on the edge of your seat wondering which one of them will roll the next critical failure, oh, lots of those, and blow everything up. This is the best podcast I've listened to in a long time, and I'm in for the long haul. Whew. Thank you, Jeremy. Couldn't have said it better myself. I really appreciate that. And you too, dear listener, if you leave us a review, you can hear your own words here. If you go into the description box, you'll be able to find how to access our Patreon. Or you can simply go to patreon.com and search Of Mice and Men on Monsters or Oh Man Man. So thank you again for listening. We love that you're here. And that's enough of me. So let's get back to the show, shall we? Penny, do you go touch it? Hold on a second. Bertram stands up and, and walks outside and stands up. <laughs> and he casts Mage Hand again just on his forehead. So it looks <laughs> like he's looking out. <laughs> and uh, my hands are on my hips as the Mage Hand is on my forehead as I'm looking out in all directions. All right. The coast seems to be, the coast seems to be clear, everyone. Penny just walks past him and just mutters, what a waste of mat. I just, ugh. And then goes up to the tree to touch it. Did you, did you roll for your magic? I did. I'm fine. Part of me okay. was hoping I would, I would explode or something. <laughs> Is that one of the options, Lily, you exploding? Uh, I don't know. I I, well, I mean, casting fireball um, centered on yourself is one of them, and that's insane. That would be very, very bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you explode in fire. So yeah, you go, you go over there. You do that. You 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 run over. You touch this tree, and as you're touching the tree, you see kind of against the base of the tree, uh, just something crazy sitting on the ground and and you you kind of step back startled and coming to the forefront of your vision as as things clear you know you see sitting on the ground up against the tree kind of just in a very relaxed position of repose an ivory skeleton human ivory skeleton um penny jumps back 
uh, and just shouts, ah, okay, cool, uh, uh, human body, something body, Some, someone was, someone's here, guy, was here, is here, oh, I don't like any of it, come look over here, everybody, and you hear Millie going, son of a bread-stealing fool of shit, what the, oh my god, <laughs> um, well, I guess there was something about skeleton on that piece of paper, right? Skeleton Island? This isn't an island. Well, I guess this is an island, but that isn't an island. Crusoe Which direction? Chuckles. I mean, it, no man's an island. <laughs> it says... Penny laughs. East, southeast? On, on your map of instructions, do, do we know which direction is east by southeast? I mean, this does, and Crusoe pulls out a, a compass from his, his pocket. Is is the skeleton like doing anything? Is it in any certain pose, or is it just it sort of is, lying there? It's laying, so it's sitting upright against the base of the tree, um, arms just dangling down, palms grazing the ground, uh, and then the legs are spread straight out with the you know the feet in a relaxed position where they splay outward. Mm-hmm. I think I would try and like crouch down or kneel down beside the skeleton, but not wanting to touch it. But getting close to it and trying to hold the compass in my hand, I'm trying to kind of look out maybe from its direction, uh, east, southeast, to see if I, I don't know, maybe perception, to see if I see anything. Why don't you do investigation? Okay. <laughs> Crit one. Crit one. Yeah, you, you as you're, you're crouching down and you're trying to kind of just focus enough... Um, just the, uh, something glints on the inside of it and it's, it spooks you and you, you startle backwards and you fall backwards and looking again, you just see like it's a little dew drop that it had been hanging from the, the empty eye socket of the skull and now drops down and kind of like mm-hmm. embarrassedly you stand back up. Oh, believe in ghost birdie bot. And then, uh, Penny grabs the compass out of his hand and then... Starts looking in the direction of north northeast. What does she see? Go ahead and make an investigation check. 19. In a nearby brush covered with newly fallen uh, like fronds of the, of the tree up ahead, um, you see this something glint as well. Something like a dull chromatic glint catches your eye. Penny walks up towards it to inspect it further. You see I a like spike. <laughs> you see just underneath the boughs uh, hidden there is a spyglass. Oh, everybody, I found what I'm assuming is spyglass shoulder. Um, I gently remove the fronds and the things that are covering it. You do that. Um, is anything else revealed in that action? Uh, no, but Millie. Speaks up. Okay, there's spyglass. What shoulder? Penelope, can you try looking through the spyglass? Is it, is it pointed in a, in a particular direction? Or is it just on the ground? It's standing, like, correct? Oh. It, I mean, then... it's, it's just, it's a spyglass. So, it, you know, it's one that you can hold up to your eye and then you can stretch it out. 
Right. But it's, 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 like, it's just laying it's, on the ground. It was oh, just laying oh, on the ground in the, okay. in the brush. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Penny notes which direction it's facing and then gently picks it up and tries to look in that direction. So you're, you point it uh, which direction again? The direction that it was facing, basically, okay. trying not to adjust the angle. You don't see anything in particular. You see uh, different craggy rocks off in the distance and and you can hear like you can hear what you're now seeing which is like the distant crashing of waves and the the cry of goals so you know that you're on the edge one of the edges of the island um what happens when i look north northeast you see much the same thing um the Mm. the, you, you notice a lot of rocks and and just sticking up at random odd areas but None of it makes any sense to you. And east southeast, same same thing. And so, hmm. you you turn back and and you you look at your compatriots, kind of, and they they yeah. give you kind of like a now what, and Crusoe, you know, froze his brows. Oh, Millie, I I I don't think that that was something weird to ask. Why would it say shoulder? I, I, go, I go over to uh, the skeleton, maybe, and look at, like, the shoulder blade, maybe, of the bone. Roll intelligence for me. 18. Yeah, you look at the shoulder bone, and it looks normal. There are no carvings, but you do spy one thing on... Um, the right hand shoulder and it is almost like a notch had been carved there a notch that's big enough and shaped to match a spyglass yeah am I able to just take it off or have to pry it off you're you want to take off of the the piece of the skeleton um oh i thought you were saying that like it's a piece that's like ha- that goes on that attaches to the spyglass is that what you were saying or uh, it's like opposite. a yeah it's like a so it's a straight line you know of your shoulder but you notice uh-huh. halfway through it's almost like a notch has been carved oh there's, into there's it. a gotcha there's an indention for spyglass to go into gotcha 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 but penelope bring bring that that spyglass over here i think on this poor soul's uh shoulder blade there's a a place where you can insert that spyglass. Penny brings it over and hands it to Bertram. Yeah, and I uh, put like the end into the socket or the hole in the blade in the shoulder blade, and then I uh, pull out the the uh, pull <laughs> the length of the spyglass out and put it against my eye and look through it. You see bone, you freak. You see bone. You're pointing the, sc- the spyglass down at the shoulder. Yeah, you see bone. The indentation, it's like it's, a, it, it's, like it's something that's supposed... Penny just pushes Bertram aside. She was like so close, but so far. And she grabs it. And she basically rests the bottom of the spyglass. So it's, it's basically for pointing the spyglass in a specific direction, using the notch kind of as a steadying agent. Mm. And then looks through, <laughs> looks through, looks through. Adam is a visual learner, okay? I'm not getting it. I'm not getting <laughs> Dear it. Dear listeners, this is one struggle that we have with theater of the mind because we want to be able to, to rely on just you know, what you guys hear, so we don't use Shut any up, visuals on here. So, Shut up. 
Two of our players, Adam, one really of them, cute. is very visual. He's not I a visual was learner. I thought I there sure. was like a hole and I put it through there and I was going to see a message <laughs> written on like the bones Adam, or something. Adam, every time you and Aaron, you guys are visual learners. You are not auditory learners. And just. It's so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. It happens I'm every struggling. time. It was no, it was very sweet. I just was like, I think he misunderstood, and Kate was just like, no. <laughs> like that. Anyway, what does Penny see? You you feel like the gentle pressure of a hand, like moving your shoulders so that you start to rotate, and Crusoe is pointing you finally to north, uh, northeast. And as soon as it swivels, immediately you notice that the the weird formations of craggy rocks in that direction at that level form what looks like a skull uh so it it it's it's a cool thing where you you know standing at any other angle any other heights it just looks like random stones but just at this height just as this angle facing north northeast you see the different layers of rocks form uh it looks like the shape of a skull. And in the left eye of that skull, you see a glint every so often. I have found Skeleton Island, everybody. And then she pulls back so uh, Crusoe can see through. Yep, he, he looks through. He's like, genius. All right. Well, just one second. And I take the spyglass out. I'm like, I'm not so sure. And I'm going to put it to the dead skeleton, its left eye. And I'm going to put the spyglass against it. And I'm going to look into the left eye of this dead skeleton body right next to us. You see carved into the back of the skull the letters U space S-U-K. Hmm, some kind of ancient hieroglyphics. Um, but I think the trail ends here. All right, uh, to Skeleton Island then. But what about, what is the 10 feet? Was that, did, was this the 10 feet right here between the spyglass and the... There's the also east, southeast. I think we have to get there and then we'll, we'll mm. y- apply that part of the riddle. Okay. So Onward. you guys do that. Yep, you do that. You get to that, that point and that rock and you notice that there's just this small piece of uh, tiger's eye embedded into the rock right there that was glinting just off of the, the setting sun. And once again, you get to that point and you have one last part of this written parchment paper. East, southeast, and by east, 10 feet. <laughs> what happens if I stand at the tiger's eye and then turn to face east, southeast? Wait, what are do we, I see? Wait, are, are we by a big fucking island? You said there, there was Skeleton Island, or did we just see a skeleton in the distance and we walked it, through the yeah, skeleton? Yeah, the mirage was it looked like an island. So you're actually just in a small outcropping of rock just up against the shoreline, uh, waves crashing all around you. And in this rock that's just like jutting up from the sand. There's that tiger's uh, eye stone. Yeah, just at like okay. eye heights, you see just this small piece of tiger's eye that's glinting from the sun. Um, and so that every time the waves will crash in, it makes it kind of blink. Uh, so standing at that point, facing east, southeast, you see a sandy embankment uh, partially covered by deadened seagrass and a bunch of other ephemera that's been washed up on shore. And it is 10 feet away. 
right. Penny looks at everyone and says, worth a look. And then marks out, tries to like walk and pace out 10 feet to get there. Okay. You do that. And Can I, you- as they start doing that, would you allow me to take a crowbar and attempt to pry out the tiger's eye? Yeah. You do that. And all of a sudden, a giant spider leaps out and swallow it. No, you do that. It, it, nothing, nothing. Well, happens. do I got to roll? For, do I got to roll for it? No. I think it's inconsequential, so you can just have it. I just you want you to have, have it. it. I just want you to have this, my boy. Yeah. She's being so nice to you because she's a nice wife. I, on the other hand, am teasing you mercilessly as your friend. <laughs> I just did tell as him you he should. sucks. As one, as one should. <laughs> Granted, I just had him read an inscription that says you suck. So, yes, yeah, I'm being a very enough. kindly wife. <laughs> okay, so I pocket, I pocket the tiger's eye stone. Um, and I, I follow after everyone else as they were kind of go to that ephemera or whatever you said was nearby. Yeah. So, yeah, 10 feet away, you see these huge rotten branches um, hanging low over it and a bunch of just washed up ephemera from, from the ocean, uh, twigs, seaweed, um, some dead crabs, like just things that you would naturally see washing up onto this embankment. And it is exactly at 10 feet that you come up to it. And, and that's just like washed on the shore. Just these things are sitting here. Yeah. And, and Millie looks around and she, she scratches the back of her head and she sheepishly grins. So I forgot shovels. Um, anybody want to figure out how we... I'm guessing we dig. So... Have, have we figured out all, what part is the and by east? I feel like we've got everything else. Where does the and by east fit in? Maybe we got to dig? To the east? Did we walk east to get to this 10 feet to get here? And Crusoe just, he's like, maybe this. And he just rotates his body um, towards the east, like standing on that spot 10 feet away. And he's like, Oh, there's the ore. And up in the embankment, you see just like in that area, just this veins of inky, silvery, metallic, just weave into the rock right there and looking like just actual capillaries of the human body. But in this case, an iron ore mixed with chromium, um, just weaving into the rocks itself. And Crusoe says, well, okay, so maybe the by east was that and below us. I don't know. Bertram, do you have anything we can dig with? I have my crutch. I mean, I cast mage hand again, but it's not a large hand. No, and, and you already have two of them. <laughs> well, this, they, they go away. Um... Has it been enough time? Yeah, I think I just I bring it out for the just for the like, for the theatrics. I want the show of right. it to look like I'm looking off in the distance, trying to squint my eyes with the hand above my forehead. But then it's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at my I'm looking at my supplies. I don't think I have a shovel. I'm trying to see what else I have. Penelope, do you have a shovel in your in your uh, treasure in inventory? Did I say itinerary again? I keep saying itinerary when I mean inventory. <laughs> No, I don't think so. Hold on. Yeah, no. Um, 
Penny just pulls out. She has a silver dagger. She just pulls it out and uses it to start chipping away at the sand to start digging. You do Is there a smarter way to do this? You do I'm, that I'm actually bit. trying to think. I'm trying to think about magic I might be able to have to fucking do something. I mean, Mage Hand could do a little digging if you got another one. What if you cast a couple? <laughs> Seven Mage Hands. <laughs> um... Digging like a little hamster. I'm thinking, I have an idea that seems weird, and I haven't used it, the spell before. Should <laughs> I do it or not do it? I have a spell that I have no idea it would do, and I kind of just want to do something to see what you, how you would rectify it. Ooh, go for it. I'll say, everyone stand back for one moment. Let me see what, what this does. Everyone stand back, stand back. I've never done this before. And I take my quill, and I point kind of in the center of this, and I cast Maximilian's Earthen Grasp. And in this five-foot square, a medium hand rises out of the dirt and flails around, I think, trying to grab for someone. But luckily, I had everyone back away. But I'm wondering with that hand coming up, if maybe that was like a reverse dig <laughs> where maybe you would shove something up uh, and if it doesn't find something, it would go back down, maybe making some kind of hole in the in the ground. I love this. Yes, I I don't want to have you roll for that. I I just want to. It just happens. To, yeah, it just I just happens. yeah. I just yeah. in fact yeah. And even if it did, it's like that. That's oh. great thinking outside the box. And we're about to have something interesting happen. So before I have my description, what did you roll? What did you roll? I rolled a one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> something happens. Let's find out what happens. So it sounds like it was uh, successful, but now something's ba- something bad's going to happen. This is honestly why I've been doing so many spells. I just want something to happen at this point. All right, let's see what happens. Uh-oh. Uh, 63. You, ca- you cast Fog Cloud centered on yourself. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Sorry. It, it, I'll, get a, I'll get a mage hand in here and I'll start, start uh, fixing this. You smelted, dealt it, Bertram. Back-to-back fog clouds. Good God. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> just how about, Bertram, you, you and Millie figure this out. I, Who said that? E- Penelope? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm Penelope. Really? I'm, I'm, Bertie. I'm Penelope. Great. We go so far back. <laughs> Sorry, Crusoe. And yeah, you, you, you uh, Penny, you, you kind of feel uh you feel crusoe's hand on your shoulder and he's like hey while they figure this out i I have another idea and he's like i want to show you how to do something and he grabs are y'all in the fog cloud no he he make it he he kind of pulls her out that's why like i had him guide her and so he pulls you out of the fog cloud and he goes over to a nearby just grouping of branches and fallen uh, tree parts next to it and he grabs up a few and taking some wax and string in the back of his, his pocket, he's like, I, I want to show you how to, to basically do a tourniquet knot. It's, well, it comes in handy in a lot of freaking situations. I've had to do it on myself multiple times. But, uh, and then he kind of stops himself. He's like, I, I, not, 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 not tying up in that way. Um, 
survival. It's for survival. It might come in handy in the future. Um, and you see him just start to like, just bluster over himself. He's like, ah, uh, yes, for survival. Okay, show me the knot. Yeah. Oh, thanks. And so he, yeah, he he grabs um he, he grabs just multiple branches on there, and he starts to fashion really a scooping mechanism, but utilizing the bits of twine, he shows you how to tie different knots that are very finely tuned. So basically he's showing you how to tie tourniquets as well as how to um, tie knots that hold fast in a stronger fashion than you typically would think for said twine. And then he hands you a part of that ball of twine. He's like, seriously, I don't know how many times this has gotten me out of some tight spots, but just in case you want it, uh, I guess this is my first gift I'm giving you. Wow. Uh, here's some, here's some twine. Thank you. And she accepts it and puts it into her bag. So Kimmy, just for you and your own purposes, you now have twine from Crusoe and very, Mm -hmm. a very nice gift. You have crafted a, a digging device, a, a very rudimentary shovel, if you can even call it that, uh, out of twigs and twine and boughs and leaves. Uh, but I'm also giving you a new proficiency. I'm giving you a proficiency in knots. Ooh, oh, thank super, you so much. Super cool. Proficiency. Where on the sheet do I add that? Uh, bottom left usually oh, well, is where the, the proficiencies, proficiencies are. in languages. Mm-hmm. Proficiency in knots. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Kinky. Uh, proficiency in dawn knots. Oh. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> Make a lot of uh, the Apple Dumpling Gang references. <laughs> wow, that is cutting that edge a reference. Only for me. <laughs> Favorite I'm doing actor this for me, when I was seven was Don Knotts. Uh, yep. So the the fog finally dissipates, and the two of you walk over with this, and you do see in the, in that mound that it has been partially just dislodged due to this work of magic. But I forget the name of that spell. What's the name of that spell, Adam? Fog cloud? Mm-mm. No, the, the, ma- you cast. Uh, the earth. Oh, uh, Maximilian's uh, Earth and Grasp. That's one thing. D&D and its name for some of these spells. It's so dumb. Some cool names, like a descriptor noun. That's basically what it is there. So yeah, this earthen grasp, it, you see that part of it has fallen away and is caving in. And so Penny, with this new tool that you have, you're able to scoop enough away and, until you hit something solid. All right. I try to brush some space outside of it. I, am I strong enough to lift it or is it too heavy? Uh, roll strength. Nine. Yeah, you, you see it and you kind of swipe some of the, uh, just the dirt off of it. And you see just, it looks like a plain chest on the outside. And uh, the initial S burned on the top of it with what looks like a hot iron. And the corner somewhat smashed and broken as by long rough usage. And so you, you grasp underneath and heave with all your go and it does not budge. Hmm. Uh, hey, Bertram, you hmm? want to get out of that fog cloud and give me a hand? 
All right. If you yeah, find your follow my voice. Follow my All voice. Right, I'm coming. All right. And yeah, I make my way make my way there. I mean, this, this is all, I'm pretty sure we were over the thing. There's like a 20 foot uh, radius. So I'm pretty sure we're all in fog, right? Like, yes, but it dissipates for like the purpose of this. It's been a few gotcha. minutes and I'm saying you guys are able to dissipate it. Gotcha. Your, your mage hand, which I'm letting you cast for free, just was waving frantically around. Let's just say. <laughs> this little tiny little hand, not near as theatric as uh, theatrical as Bertram likes. Yeah. I come over there. I find her and, um, I try and get like beside her, maybe on another handle, and try and heave ho. Alleyoop. You Let do me that. roll strength. You help her, and uh, you oh. can roll strength with advantage. That was 11. Eesh, that was a 10. Uh, yeah, you, you notice, and it, and it budges just a little bit. And in your budging, you, you see some weird words kind of burnt onto the side of this chest, Bertram. You see the words yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum. thought I was going to say you suck again. <laughs> <laughs> and you suck. Well, Melly Crusoe, don't be shy. Come over here. Let's help us out. Okay. Uh, yeah, they, they both kind of tumble down. Um, and I'm going to have Millie and Crusoe both roll with advantage, um, just as if they're getting your help. So say Crusoe's hurt. Why are we making Crusoe do things? And yeah, they do not. Okay, that's not good. Seven, two. Okay. So they, it's all, all four of you like are trying in, in unison and... Millie, the, the words catch her eye, and she's like, what the hell is that on the side of this? Do you... But yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum? Yeah, that's that, something that, that we usually sing. I mean, we sing that on the, the seas when we're just being silly all the time, but... How does the tune go? Silly on the, the seas. How does the tune go? Maybe I've heard it before. Sing it for me. Oh, God, I'm not nearly drunk enough for this, but... Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum. And she just, you see like, and, and as soon as she like ends on that final note, it's just, you, you see the, the chest itself kind of like wiggle a bit and vibrate and kind of go up a little bit. But as soon as she finishes, it crashes back down. Oh. Do we all need to sing that? Oh, do we all get to do a round? Yeah. Millie gets really excited. That. Okay, yes, let's do this. This is the weirdest little spell I've seen, but it makes a lot of sense. Kind of thematic. Okay, so it'll be yo-ho-ho ho, and a an on-bottle. The next person starts saying yo-ho-ho. Ho. And then the next person. So on-bottle, the next person comes in on the beat and says yo-ho-ho. Ho. That so, sounds should, great, should and I it? think our listeners are just going to love this. All right, let's <laughs> do it. Gonna be, it's just going to go smoothly, I can already tell. We are all bards here. All right. Millie, um, Millie raises a paw. I'll go first. And then right, Cruz go is slow like, and I'll have a consistent last. rhythm. Have a consistent <laughs> rhythm. All right. I'll go second. I, I guess that means you go, go third, Penny. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> 
Yo ho ho and a bottle of Yo, rum. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Yo ho ho and a bottle no, of no, rum. No 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 no. You went too fast. I was fast. perfectly in time. You went too fast, uh, Millie. You need to go slow. It needs to be Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. One two three four one and two and three. Millie and starts four clapping along with you, and so she and yeah she starts when you say Yo ho ho and a and then on the next downbeat of bottle, that's when I come in with the yo-ho-ho before you're quite finished. Okay. Hey, you know what? Weird, but it works. If it, I mean, if it works, then all power to you, Bertram. And if not, we get to make fun of you afterwards. Penelope, you wait until I, like I was plan. done. Penelope, you wait until I was done. It's no, when I, I hit stopped. Bottle. I started on bottle. I started on rum. No, that's what you it's had said. One and two and one and wow. two and yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Yo, I hate ho, these pirates who are making us sing for treasure. And it's I not even pirates. pirates. It's just this Swiss fam. Whatever. All right. Uh, why don't you clap for us, Bertram? You keep the keep the beat, and I'll go. Editing this will be a nightmare. <laughs> yo ho ho and a bottle yo, of rum. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. See, you yo, didn't ho, do ho. it. <laughs> Penelope. It doesn't make sense to my ear. I'm so sorry. It's one. <laughs> have you never done? What's the what's the row row I've done row around, your boat but gently down the stream? Row 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 your boat. You don't wait. But there's more finished. syllables. There's there more is. beats there in that. Is. There's a lot more. Try one more time. How one more start? time. How about you start, Penelope? Yeah, you start. Penny. No, let, I can get it. Go one more time. It's just one and two and one. I and know. Two I realized it as I started. All, All right, right, here we go. Ready? Okay. <laughs> Last time, I swear, then we'll move the fuck on. Don't, yeah, don't, don't correct her, man. <laughs> Ready? Yes. Yo ho ho and a bottle Yo of rum. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Yo ho ho and a bottle of Yo rum. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. And as soon as like that last <laughs> bit of discordant unmelodious, disharmonious sound issues forth from your mouths. The chest itself starts to vibrate and shake and it rises into the air and then floats over and then lands onto the, the grass. And um, you hear just this, this the, the same melody in the correct tune uh, that you were just singing um, issue forth also from the padlock and it, it goes forward higher and higher and higher and higher in pitch until like it almost like is too shrieking too um too I guess you could say like what you would hear when you hear a a fire alarm but just too high pitched for your ears and just before you can't take it anymore it stops and the the lock itself just pops open and crashes down you got a nice little box to open who gets to open open it? it Bertram, not Bertram. Like Bertram and Adam is still distracted that we couldn't get that round down. I am disappointed in us. Fine, the, all right. The band nerd, give me another round, and we'll do that. And the choir nerd in me is yeah. So I'm so sorry that on Zoom we had a hard time doing a highly timed piece of music. Penny turns and says, "Well, here goes," and opens the box. Can you see? A naked gnome. No, you see, you you just see a just this cache of awesome, awesome stuff. Is uh, it like the 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 briefcase in um, yeah. Pulp Fiction? 
<laughs> it, it does gleam. And for a second, you're like, is there anything actually in here? And so I'm going to ask uh, you both to roll a D8. Oh, yeah. Three. Four. Penny, what catches your eye um, is this rolled up paper. And you see it's just tied together and you grab the, the piece of paper and unfurling them, you see four spell scrolls. Whoa. And those spell scrolls um, are Color Spray, Phantasmal Killer, Universal Speech, and Mending. So I'm gonna- Am I able to use these? Yes, yeah, so you what I'm going to do for this for our, you know, our house rules, you are able to cast these, but you're going to have to roll arcana each time you do um just to see what kind of outcome you're going to get with casting them. Since you are not a natural caster, since you haven't begun that, you haven't attained that level as a ranger yet. Uh you can cast these right now, but at a disadvantage. Bertram, you see that what catches your eye is this jade, this piece of jade. And, and when you pick it up, it's actually a tree carved from that jade. And it glimmers softly. And you notice that when you handle it, when you touch it, music is playing very softly. So it's a light, soft glimmer that's very comforting. Um, and when you are touching it, when you're holding it, you hear this, this lullaby. And it's, it's this distant memory you can't quite tap into it where you've heard it before but there's something familiar about it something comforting in that tune Mm. and on the back you can see a small lever and when you if you were to hold that lever you know down the top of the tree would open up and you see inside is something called oil of etherealness uh, would you care to share with the audience what oil of etherealness is? Uh, beads of this cloudy gray oil form on the outside of its container and quickly evaporate. The oil can cover a medium or smaller creature along with the equipment it's wearing and carrying. One additional vial is required for each size category above medium. Applying the oil takes 10 minutes. The affected creature then gains the effect of the etherealness spell for one hour. So, so wait, the, you, you just rub the oil on you and you get the etherealness spell? Yeah, and so what the etherealness spell is, you step into the border regions of the ethereal plane in the area where it overlaps with your current plane. So uh, you can basically like slip into a different plane of existence. Dang. Wow. Mm-hmm. It'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to use in the future. Mm-hmm. So with that, uh, y- you see... Millie just like dive right in and she's like, Oh, this this is this is great, you guys. Ah oh, I'm gonna get some good shit from this. I'm gonna get some money we can use. Oh thanks. I and she just like looks at you gleaming, she's like And we can just harvest this ore over there. Agatha's gonna be so happy. Yes! And she like just gives it just this big like end of breakfast club like fist pump in the air. Best day ever!
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Congratulations. You've reached the Amelia Project. A new life awaits. If you're not serious about this, hang up. If you continue, there's no way back. Leave your message after the beep. Enter the offices of the Amelia Project and be ready for surprises, twists and turns. Follow the Amelia team as they help their clients fake their deaths and come back with new identities. Each episode is different. Each client coming to the death faking agency has a unique story to tell. If death and disappearances, comedy and crime, mystery and magic sounds like your cup of... Coco, The Amelia Project is the podcast for you. Search for The Amelia Project wherever you find your podcasts. And remember, leave your message after the beep.